Who are the names I am looking forward to seeing at the California Classic, which tips off Summer League basketball today? Stay tuned. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? You are listening to, and if you're on YouTube, watching the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, I am your host, Rafael Barlow, and the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast is your daily NBA Draft Podcast. I'm the director of scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBADraftJunkies.com. This is a rare Saturday episode, and the reason I'm recording on Saturday is because I didn't record on Friday. And today is the official start of Summer League. I know the Vegas Summer League is the more popular of the three. But if you're a basketball junkie like me that eats, sleeps, and breathes the NBA draft, then you know the California Classic starts today. It's only four teams. The Miami Heat, the Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors, and Sacramento Kings. I wonder why aren't the Los Angeles Clippers in there to make it really a full California classic but Miami is there so what I'll do is I'll preview some of well not some of the teams I'll preview teams that are participating and first let's start off with the Los Angeles Lakers and I just go down some of the names on their roster one of the first names that stands out to me is Paris Bass now Paris Bass is not a name that a lot of people are familiar with he went to college at Detroit Mercy played a little bit with the Phoenix Suns this year Um, Also was with South Bay. I first became aware of Paris Bass. Last year I was doing some video work for a team in Puerto Rico. And, um, you know, just (laughs) trying to make all the money I can make. So I was doing some video projects for a team in Puerto Rico. Basically I was like their video coordinator, but I was doing it from afar. And when I was doing like the scouting reports, I came across Paris Bass. And when I say I was so intrigued with this guy's talent, incredible talent I mean he was by far the best player in that league but I mean he was scoring passing rebounding did a little bit of everything and in my mind I'm thinking like this guy should be an NBA player he definitely has NBA talent we'll see if he really gets the opportunity to stand out and shine but he he did end up playing some minutes in with the Phoenix Suns last year I know it was during like the whole COVID situation but He is, in my opinion, an NBA player. So that is a name that I'm looking forward to seeing. Then there's Vito Brown. And uh, he's someone that, I mean, I I remember him at Wisconsin. But I was at a game earlier this season in Spain. And he had probably, like, his best game of the season. I remember thinking, like, this guy has a shot at at playing in the NBA, too. I think he'd be a good summer league caller, at least a training camp guy. And so he is athletic another player that I think could really turn some heads in summer league. If it doesn't lead to the NBA, it could possibly lead to some, some big money offers in Europe, maybe even in EuroLeague. But I definitely think at the very minimum, he should get some EuroLeague looks this year. And then there's Max Christie. Max Christie is a guy that most NBA draft heads are familiar with. Went to Michigan state, had an up and down year was, was highly touted coming out of school. A lot of people thought he was a one and done, which he ended up being a one and done prospect, but he is, probably the headliner of this Lakers summer league team I think that he's the guy that they're probably hoping to get the most out of and hoping to evaluate and and see if he can crack the rotation then 
I just go down some of the names. Mason Jones, who had, he, I mean, when he had a cup of coffee in the NBA, I thought he played really well. Still not 100% sure why he's kind of bounced around a little bit, but I thought the minutes that he played, especially in Houston, I thought he played well. And then there's Mac McClung. A lot of people know Mac McClung, who, who if, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he like, Score the last basket of the season, and it was like this reverse dunk or something like that. Crazy, crazy athletic. And, uh, I mean, Mac is, is a guy, he's kind of divisive. There's some people that don't like him. Then there's some people that love him because he's so entertaining. But he is probably going to be one of the, the bigger names in this California Classic that people are looking forward to seeing. And then there's Sharif O'Neal. Come on, Lakers, what are we doing? What are we doing? I, on one hand, I get it. And this is, this may be a little bit controversial. I get it. His dad has done so much for the franchise. His dad is an NBA legend. But, I mean, outside of being Shaquille O'Neal's son, what has Sharif O'Neal done to get a summer league spot? Yes, nepotism does exist in the NBA. And I'm probably, you know, probably going to ruffle some feathers with this comment. But... On one hand, I, I, I get it. Like I hope to one day be such a big-time influence and have so much power that my son can benefit for the foundation I laid for him. I, I hope that happens, in a sense. But on the other hand, I just think that there were other players more deserving than a shot at the Summer League than Sharif O'Neal. Didn't really have great numbers at LSU. I mean, you look at... John Butler, right? I think even though John Butler is only like a buck 74, I think a guy like John Butler will probably be more deserving of a shot at Summer League than Sharif O'Neal. Even a guy like um, Peter Kiss, who I, I don't know if he's on anybody's Summer League team, but as of right now, I don't think he is. So, again, I get it, but I just feel like there's other guys that were more deserving. But life isn't fair, and he benefits from being Shaq's son. I know there's some, there's a little bit pressure, and there's a little you know, I mean, there's some negativity when your dad is such a, you know, a huge figure and, and, and people, you know, um, probably uh, try to make comparisons in a sense. I'm not saying that people think he's going to be Shaq, but, you know, just feel like he's not as good as his dad and all that. So I get that. But again, I just feel like, again, there's more people more deserving. And then there's another guy who has a father that is a Hall of Famer, Scottie Pippen Jr. And I think Scottie Pippen Jr. has earned the right to be on the Summer League team. He was one of the better players in the country. I thought he was one of the better players at the NBA Combine. I think Scottie Pippen Jr. is very, very underrated. I can see him playing a role in the NBA as a third point guard. And I, and I don't think it has anything to do with who his dad is. Scottie Pippen Jr. can play. I know when I was at the Combine, I was talking to a couple scouts and you know, one guy wasn't really a fan, a fan of Scottie Pippen Jr. at the beginning of the, the combine. But then the more and more the games went on, he saw how he was picking up full court, how he was able to get to the rim, make plays. By the end of day two at the summer league, he felt like Scottie Pippen Jr. definitely deserved a shot. So I'm, I'm rooting for Scottie Pippen Jr. So that wraps up the Lakers roster. When we return, I want to talk to you about some of the other teams. But speaking of Shaquille O'Neal, Arcade One Up is giving you an opportunity to win the Shaq Edition 
NBA Jam. Yes, we have big news. NBA Jam is back. RK1UP is the leader in at-home retro arcade games. And it is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with the Shaq Edition machine. I remember people being obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you, once again, can play hoops with the NBA legends in this arcade classic. Remember how you could jump clear across the court, you could set the ball on fire, and it was one of the first sports games ever that featured real digitized NBA licensed teams. There's no fouls, no free throws, no quarters are required. And you can compete with your friends and family through the all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards, which makes you more connected than ever. You can pre-order now at arcade1up.com. That is arcade, the number one, up.com. And the estimated early September ship date is right around the corner. RK1UP is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others. And they start at just $3.99. So check this out. They are giving away the NBA Jam Shack Edition to a locked-on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That is arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. And you have until July 8th to enter. So as of today, you have six days. Don't miss out. Enter today. Now you just got to figure out who you are going to play with. Shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. All right, so let's talk about the Miami Heat Summer League. The Miami Heat, the lone team that is not from California in the California Classic. And they have a very interesting roster. There are quite a few guys that I'm really looking forward to seeing. And I start off with Jamari Bouye, one of my favorite guys to watch. 6'2", 170 pounds. A little bit older, considering that, you know, everyone seems to to love a lot of the the teenagers. But he's an exciting, crafty scorer. I mean, he he gave Gonzaga fits in in the game that I saw. So he's someone that I'm looking forward to seeing. Then there's Kyle Allman Jr. I had a chance to watch him play this year, play for Paris Basket. He was teammates with Ishmael Kamagate, who I was really high on throughout this whole draft process. And I had a chance to pay attention to Kyle and watch him a, a few times. A.J. Lawson from South Carolina, 6'6 wing. His his role would be a shooter. And Miami has done a good job of finding these hidden gems, finding these guys that, you know, weren't super highly touted and making them high-level rotation players. I mean, you just look at their roster. I mean, Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, those weren't guys that people <laughs> thought really highly of coming into the draft. Then there's Marcus Garrett, who was the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he has a role as a defender in the NBA, just would need to bring a little bit more offense to his game. Bryce Hamilton shot 40% from three at UNLV. That is a name to look out for. And then, of course, you got Nikola Jovic, who is 6'11". He was their first-round draft pick, 6'11", skilled wing. And it's 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 going to be very interesting to see how, how he plays in Summer League. I had mentioned that uh, in a previous episode that He's someone that I would not be surprised if he struggles in Summer League because this is going to be such a big adjustment. Summer League is really free-flowing and up and down. I mean, practice has probably just started a couple days ago, so you don't really get a chance to know your teammates, so you kind of have to learn on the fly. And he's used to playing in structure. And so um, he could struggle a little bit in Summer League, but I don't think that would be an indication of, of, of his game. Then there's Orlando Robinson, who I thought was going to get drafted. 
he was one of the top isolation scorers in college basketball as a center. I thought he played well at the summer league. He could be an interesting player that that could end up, you know, cracking Miami's rotation. Javante Smart, a guy I've been a fan of since he played AU ball. Played a little bit here in, in the Dallas area. Um, he was, I don't know if he was a two-way or, or not, but I know he was on their roster at the end of the year. Bryson Williams, who I, I heard through the grapevine, through some scouts and through Intel, was probably one of the top two-way guys in, in uh, that would be available. Teams knew that he wasn't going to get drafted because of his age. And they felt like he would have a huge market for two ways. And it's interesting that he ended up choosing Miami. He's drawn comparisons to Grant Williams. Some people feel like he could be a Grant Williams type player. And one of the things that I, I heard consistently about Bryson Williams is a team is going to sign him to a two way. He has a good chance of being able to come in and help, you know, earn some minutes and crack the rotation. And you're going to get your best years out of him at the cheapest cost. You know, usually with like a a rookie, you're not getting your best years. You know, I'm not saying a rookie, but, you know, a guy that was 19 or 20, you're not getting your best years. You're getting your best years while they're at like their peak contract. Well, a scout said that with Bryson Williams, with him being 24, if you sign him to like a three or four year deal, you're going to get your best years out of him in his prime while he's on a very, very cheap contract. So Bryson Williams is someone that, could you know end up really making a name for himself at summer league he played well in a lot of the big games this year. i know like the last game i remember i, I think the duke game the, the last game of his career in college he played very very well so bryson williams is a name that i feel like we should pay attention to not only in the california classic but also in summer league in vegas all right then there is oh, the sacramento king sacramento is Another interesting team to look out for. Keegan Murray is definitely the guy that's going to headline this summer league roster. And there's a little pressure on him simply because some people feel like they should have just taken Jaden Ivey. No, no matter what, if it was redundant, no matter what, if they have too many guards, they felt like Jaden Ivey was the best player on the board. And so Keegan Murray has a, a little, I wouldn't call it a dilemma, but he, he is going to have to prove some Sacramento King fans that he was worthy of being the fourth pick. They have Frankie Ferrari. I mentioned him because he just has the best name in, in basketball. Frankie Ferrari. I mean, if he doesn't drive a Ferrari, then it's just, I'd be seriously disappointed. He needs to have a Ferrari. I don't care if he's in the G League. He needs to have a Ferrari. Like, you can't be named Frankie Ferrari and you drive a, a Dodge Challenger or a Mercedes-Benz e-class you got to have a fry when your name is frankie fry <laughs> but also on the king's roster dj stewart from duke you got matt coleman from texas uh keon ellis a, a name that a lot of people thought should have been drafted he is going to be one of the more interesting players that sacramento is probably definitely really keeping an eye out on then you got jared roden who played well at the combine you got jariah horn Lights out shooter, Sacramento needs shooting. So I think that is a good call for them to put him on their summer league team. And then there's Namus Kata, a guy that I was so high on at this time last year. I thought he was going to find a way to be Sacramento King starting center at some point during the season. I even said it on the live draft show, and I was incredibly wrong. But Namus Kata is a guy that I think will play well at the California Classic. All right. 
Lastly, we got the Golden State Warriors, and I will talk to you about Golden State after I tell you about BetOnline because BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net remains the absolute best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, wrapping up this short, quick episode is... The Golden State Warriors Summer League team. Now, this team is stacked. It's probably one of the more exciting teams that I'm looking out for for Summer League. But the downside is my guy, Ryan Rollins, who I've been hyping up since September, is not playing. He has a stress fracture in his foot, which is crazy because I was around Ryan a little bit this summer, watched him work out a lot, and... There were no signs that he had like a stress fracture in his foot. There's no signs at all. I guess it just ended up showing up on this on his team physical. Um, spoke with his agent. He's fine. So hopefully it's something that heals on its own. But I was really looking forward to watching Ryan play. But he isn't close to the biggest name on this roster. The guy that everybody is looking forward to watching. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Because there's probably multiple guys that people are looking forward to seeing on this team. But James Wiseman. James Wiseman was, what, the second pick in the draft, hasn't really played a lot, was a lot of people thought he was the number one high school player when, when he came out of high school. He is someone that if he can get healthy and be this vertical lob threat and just kind of live up to the potential that people feel like Golden State could have their center of the future. So seeing if Wiseman is healthy, that is probably one of the biggest storylines for Summer League for me. Then there's Jonathan Kaminga, who I think is going to absolutely dominate Summer League. They get like a 19-point game in the playoffs. So Summer League is going to be, it should be a piece of cake for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play the entire Summer League. They may shut him down after a couple strong games. Moses Moody, rookie from last year, someone that Golden State fans are going to be excited to watch play because, you know, as, as sometimes he got some minutes in the Warriors rotation, spent majority of the year in the G League. But he is someone that a lot of Warriors fans are high on. So especially with some of the, the moves, I think there's going to be some openings in, in the Warriors rotation for him to get some minutes next year. Then there's Patrick Baldwin Jr., who, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I have really have not been the highest on him. I feel like, you know, he's been kind of living off the hype of his junior year. Maybe he can prove me wrong. Because he did not have a, well, he was injured his senior year in high school. And he did not have a good freshman year at Milwaukee. And I'm one of these people that feels like you need to dominate mid-major competition. If you don't dominate mid-major competition, I don't know, you know, what your role is in the NBA. But maybe with a extremely reduced role as a, a spot-up shooter, then he could find some time in, in NBA. But, I mean, one of the consistent things you hear about Patrick Baldwin Jr. is how beautiful his shot looks, but it just does go in. But maybe, like I said, in a very reduced role where he doesn't have to do anything but knock down open shots, then he'll look well. So he'll look good. Look well, that's such a weird word. But 
he's one of the guys that I'm looking most forward to seeing. And then a few other guys on their roster. Guy Santos. Guy Santos is a guy that I really wanted to go watch play live this year. I spent the majority of last season in Europe. And I was looking for an excuse to go to Brazil to watch him play. I have this ridiculous goal of visiting all seven continents. So, obviously, I live in the United States. I've watched basketball in Africa. I've watched basketball in Europe. I watched basketball in China. And I've watched basketball in Oceania. So, I went to a game uh, between, well, actually, when LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton played. So, my last two continents, let me get that right, North America Europe, Asia, Oceania. So my last two continents, I'm sorry. South America and Antarctica. And I don't think I'll be able to watch any basketball games in Antarctica, but it is on my bucket list to go there. I want to get all seven continents. So I was looking for a reason to go watch basketball in South America and watch Guy Santos, but I just didn't get a chance to do it. Because if you've been listening, I've, I've probably mentioned it multiple times. My wife was pregnant. And she was with me in Europe. And then when she came back to the States to go to her doctor's appointments, I had to go back and forth. So budget was a little tight. So I couldn't afford to go to South America. But Guy Santos is a guy that I think the Warriors, I mean, high risk, low reward. No, low risk, high reward guy. He is a wing that is very comfortable playing with the in, with the ball in his hands as a pick and roll threat. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays in the summer league, then there's Jacob Gilliard, there's Caleb Ledoux. There's quite a few guys on this roster that could be intriguing. Well, thank you guys so much and in making this Locked On NBA Big Board podcast a success. So thank you again for making it your first listen every day. For your second listen, you got to get up to date on all the free agency news and rumors in the NBA. And you can do it in just 30 minutes every day with the Locked On NBA podcast. The Locked On NBA podcast is your daily NBA update in 30 minutes or less. I'm Rafael Barlow. Hope everyone has a great weekend and enjoys the kickoff to the 2022-23 summer league. Well, no, 2022-23 season, but the 2022 summer league. I'm still undecided about Vegas. I'm leaning towards going, but it is like the fourth quarter in my wife's pregnancy. And it's like, I don't know, two minutes left on the clock. I don't know when the baby could come early he's due on july 26th then they said 27th it's kind of risky for me to go i mean if i miss my son's birth because i'm at summer league i'll never forgive myself but i feel like i got a couple more i got a little window but you know kids come early so i kind of feel like i'm on his time so if i'm at summer league i definitely let you guys know in a future podcast and if I do go to Summer League, send me a message, Barlow500 on Twitter. We can meet, meet up, shake hands, shoot the breeze, talk basketball, because I love to meet some of the listeners. I know some people have reached out to me on Twitter. But if, if I am at Summer League and you happen to be there, hit me up. We'll definitely meet up and talk basketball. Like I said, definitely want to meet all the listeners. So, all right, hopefully everybody has a good weekend, and I am out.